Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly podcast that we put out on Tuesdays where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. Check us out at hangingwithapes.com. That's our website. When you get there, you'll be prompted to sign up for our newsletter. So please do so. And also, follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Apes. Now, you've probably noticed that the quality of this episode so far is a little bit different. And it's different because we're on the go. And the reason we're on the go is because I just bought a building. I'm going to Home Depot. I'm getting material. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the workers. I'm doing all kind of stuff. So RX met me, and, and we're on the go. We didn't have time to get to where we normally record the podcast and give you that good quality, so we got to do it on the go today. But we still got a good show for you. Um, we're going to talk about the viral video of uh, Keaton Jones, the, the kid that got bullied, everything that kind of has uh, developed from that. We're going to talk a little bit about Net neutrality, if you don't know what that is, you'll learn, so stay tuned. We're going to talk about George Zimmerman. Believe it or not, he's back in the news a little bit, and it involves Jay-Z, so stay tuned. We'll let you know what's going on with that. And our thoughts on Eminem's new album, Revival. So just kicking it off, Keaton Jones, viral video, bullying. What are your thoughts? Uh, Well, the whole Keaton Jones thing is... uh... It's a video that surfaced on the internet um, where Keen Jones, who's a little kid, uh, was bullied. And, and he's pretty much talking about how it makes him feel. You know, he's crying. And the, the, pretty much the whole, the whole message behind it is, why are they making fun of me? He has a scar on his head. Uh, I think it was a tumor that they had removed from him. So, of course, you know, he looks a little different than, than the regular kid or whatever. And, well, the mom's asking him, like, you know, how do you feel about this? How does bullying make you feel? So the mom is the one recording the video. And, you know, it's it's pretty... It sucks. It sucks for the kid. You Obviously, you feel for him because you don't want any kid to be bullied. But um, but those things happen. And, and uh, well, obviously, once the recording hit the internet, she put it on social media and it went crazy. It went viral. Got like 10 million views. And, you know, everyone was talking about it. Celebrities were like, you know calling him or getting in contact with him telling him you know stay strong and and just overall from media to to celebrities to people uh you know everyone everyone had positive stuff to say about it and obviously to to a certain extent that that's that's cool for the kid but uh obviously we already know how the internet works and with the internet there's good and then there's bad and then obviously the the pictures surfaced of his mom uh, with the Confederate flag in, in, you know, I guess waving the Confederate flag or the Confederate flag around her or whatever. And, uh, and it was funny because people just did a whole 180 on Keaton Jones and his family saying, oh, that racist bitch. And, you know, that kid, that's why he got bullied, his karma and this, this and that, which uh, teaches you a valuable lesson, which is uh, when it comes to you know stuff like that a matter like where your kid is is being bullied or anything personal where you 
where it's a perfect opportunity as a parent to to coach the kid through and talk to the kid and, and let them know, you know, that's that's really the real world because, you know, not everything is nice and fine and dandy, you know. There's going to be bad people. There's going to be terrible things that happen to good people. And those those type of events are what mold you and how you how you kind of grow from that, you know. That's, I think, what she should have done was talk to him, let him know. And then obviously maybe talk to the teachers and see, you know, try and find out, do what parents do, not record a video and and then let the whole world, you know, deal with that whole situation. I feel like we live in a time where everybody is trying to shame somebody into acting correctly. When, when And sometimes shame doesn't work, especially in, in a in a shameless environment like for instance kids are relatively shameless they don't you're not you're not sure maybe you're gonna shame other people into like recognizing bullying and and what it is and oh it shouldn't exist and it's so bad and all that but at the end of the day keen jones is gonna be alone with these other kids and and they're not gonna play by those same rules they're not gonna give a fuck about that and it's so important to be able to be a parent in those situations and that's exactly the moment where you teach kids that as a parent you're not always going to be there as a parent you need to teach them that they need to be able to defend themselves sometimes they need to be able to if they're if the kids are other kids are just cracking jokes they need to be able to crack jokes back if they're if they're being physical well then you need to be able to be physical back now obviously if it's a situation where there's a bunch of kids and they're gonna jump you or something, well, yeah, an adult needs to be around a teacher or whomever, and and and, and by no means should a kid be subject to that. But not every little thing in life will a kid be able to run to a teacher or a principal or a parent yeah. and say, "Oh, they're bothering me." He could be walking home from school. There's no parent there. There's no teacher there. He could be on the bus. The bus driver's driving the the bus. He's not. He's not stopping fights or, or looking at who's getting bullied or whatever. Yeah. At some point, kids have to be able to defend themselves. So that that's initially what I have to say about the situation in terms of, of, of my thoughts on bullying. Because obviously, we went to school at a time where that wasn't a thing. Like, bullying existed, but there wasn't, like, all these anti-bullying campaigns and, and all of that. Like, I, I felt like back then, people recognize that that shit was a part of life like yeah. you're gonna have bullies at work the bosses could be a bully co-workers could be bullies yeah. uh, 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 a significant other could be a bully like yeah. you have to be able to deal with that shit and, and and not be treated as a doormat and so that that's an a, a important lesson for everybody yeah. now as far as as far as the whole mom having a you know a Confederate flag and a picture in her background. Supposedly the dad was like some sort of a white supremacist or in the Aryan nation or all kind of. We've I've I've seen and heard all kind of crazy theories <laughs> yeah. online about this kid and his family. Well, I think that's a lesson to be learned for the internet because first off. Why why do we get so emotional about things that that at the end of the day at the end of the day Doesn't don't really don't really affect us yeah. and, and and by no means am I saying oh we shouldn't care about other people's problems 
But what I'm saying is, this is a kid getting bullied. Kids get bullied every single day. Like Keaton Jones. Yeah, and so if you're that naive to believe that Keaton Jones is the only kid getting bullied, this is where you need to wake up. This yeah. is happening every single day. So when I saw that, I it didn't move me that much emotionally because I know that kids get bullied no. every single day. So Keaton Jones, his mom is just is just putting it out there. And I thought she did the kid and herself a disservice because yeah. like like Arik said previously, that's a personal matter. But so for anybody that, that found themselves that upset about the mom's background or even that upset about that situation, well, I my only words to you is you kind of deserve it because why are you so emotionally invested <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. in 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 these things that like happen every single day you know what i'm saying yeah. oh oh it's wrong it's i mean it's not the end of the world the mom did the kid a disservice by putting it out there it's it's not something that should have been publicized and then now that it is publicized now you want to do a 180 and say oh the kid deserves it because of some shit that his parents believe in because kids don't know about racism they don't know about that like kids of all colors they play together and and all of that there's there's so many videos online that you could look up from that are like posted by different child psychologists and child psychiatrists where well not psychiatrists but psychologists where they where they have like kids at young ages just playing with each other and 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 having fun of different colors yeah and because they don't, they don't see that. They don't see color. So, yeah, yeah. so how are you gonna blame the kid for for that? You know, so yeah. so it, people they they just get they're overly emotional about all no, the stuff wrong that really shit. doesn't concern them either. Because it's like you know, this is not your life or anything. You're gonna forget about King Jones and right. You gotta go to work. And matter of fact, we're shit. probably by, by even doing this. Are just reminding people of it. They probably already forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. But it, but this is good to like give our thoughts on because. And you can't get mad with the whole Confederate flag thing. Like, you can't get mad that someone. T- I mean, you know, people have different thoughts of different things. You know, sometimes like, um, and and I don't know personally how she is, obviously. But what I'm saying is, you know, I've I've seen multiple music artists. Uh, you know, don the the Confederate flag from, from you know rock bands, like you know to to Kanye West, to Yellow Wolf, to to Ludacris. I mean, Ludacris. It was kind of like on some talking shit about it, but you know, it's a symbol. You you do what you do with uh, whatever flag or whatever that doesn't concern. You know, people feel like. It's like you say, they want to right wrongs. You know, like, some people, that's just a culture thing. For and, the and, South, especially. And you want to right a wrong by, by oh, be be ashamed. Be ashamed. Like those like those uh, SJWs that, that be, like, fucking with Ben Shapiro. Shame, shame. <laughs> like, what? That does nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but then that's... At the Encourage. Yeah. In, what, what helps is encouraging this woman... Not to publicize all of her family business yeah. and encouraging her to, to be a parent and toughen up her kid. Whether that means he needs to take some sort of martial arts lesson, some sort of boxing lesson, whether he needs to grow thicker skin. Yeah. In, encourage it. Like, and, and just let the I kid think know. those are golden opportunities oh. to be a parent. Listen, you, 
you had a you had you were sick when you were young. You had a tumor. You're different. That doesn't mean you're any dumber. That that you're just as smart as the other kid. Like empower the kid so that when this happens, shit, he could be at the point where he laughs at them. Like oh yeah, whatever, goofy. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like, but it, but 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 empower him. Not oh hey everybody, hey world, help me shame these bullies into stop bullying my kid. And and which is all that's gonna do is create a situation where now he's probably getting made fun of even more because now everybody knows about it. Kids that didn't even know about it. Nah, that's not the way you go about it. That's definitely not the way you go about it. And yeah. um, like I said, I, I I feel for the kid. I I wish his mom was a little bit different and and more uh, savvy as far as toughening him up. But it is what it is. There's not a lot that is gonna get done by her doing what she's doing. Yeah, if anything, it just, it just uh, feeds into the whole victim mentality, which, which is wrong, really, when we've talked about this on, on several occasions, which is what, what is wrong with uh, the younger millennials, is that is a lesson that they kind of didn't really get. And and, and you get that now with, with a lot of young people, life hits them and and they don't know how to, how to handle it because they've been baby fed everything. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is it's cool. You can baby feed, you know, your child. And, and as a parent, I would understand, you know, like you always want the best for your kid. But sometimes the best is to be a realist. I just tell them, oh, oh that, that, that happens. Yeah. And you got to deal with it. And, and like you said, tell the kid you got to grow a thicker skin and you got to get witty with it and, and just and. And just know that that's just stuff that, that's going to happen. This is not the only bad thing that's going to happen to you in your life. And it's not the end of the world. And something else that, um, speaking of the end of the world, you know, something else that, that's on the agenda <laughs> to talk about. With some people consider it the end of the world, or at least the end of the internet world as we know it. The FCC voted 3-2 to two, uh, against net neutrality. So for anybody that doesn't know what net neutrality is... Uh, net neutrality is pretty much a standard put in place by the Obama administration that says that all internet traffic has to be treated the same by ISPs, which are internet service providers. They have to be treated all the same. So this is a, a, a little, for instance, let's say uh, Comcast, uh, who, if I'm not mistaken, owns part of Hulu, uh, in order to incentivize getting Comcast, throttles Netflix and makes Netflix slower so that you're more encouraged to, to sign up for Hulu because that's Comcast. Yeah. And then if you want a service from Comcast that's gonna treat Netflix at the same speed, then you might have to pay more. Or these are, this is at least the theories. Yeah, the hypotheticals. That, the, that, that people are coming up with. What are your thoughts? Um, well, it's not the end of the world. That's first and foremost. It's been a week and nothing has changed. Obviously, these things take time to change anyway when, when, when laws get you know passed or, or, or changed. Now, with that being said, um, there was net neutrality before net neutrality was, was a law. And you know why there was net neutrality? Because, you know, all these companies, all these ISPs, they live in a, you know, in a competitive world. 
and you which mean there wasn't net neutrality yeah. before well, there was net well, neutrality. Well, there was because well, net neutrality is is it, what, it was a law. But what I'm saying is that they, the internet was the same before net neutrality. Like you know what I'm saying? Because they they weren't like charging you like, and some of these tweets were ridiculous. Google. There's uh, some people were tweeting that to, to Google search it was going to be two dollars and Netflix was going to be twenty bucks and all that. What I'm saying is, when you, especially in the business world, when you let companies do their thing and let them compete, things do remain neutral. Because let, let, let's give a for instance, uh, the example that you gave with Comcast and and, and Hulu, right? Um, First of all, Comcast is a ISP. Verizon is, is an ISP. That means that they have broadband uh, established. Uh, AT&T, that's another one. So they have broadband established. So it's like, think of it as a highway, the way, you know, the internet the internet works and, and, and you know, all these companies. Now, what what uh, Tway was saying was, well, you know, some so a lot of these big companies that use a lot of bandwidth let's say Netflix, Facebook and all that stuff. They uh they weren't paying to use the bandwidth. So in essence, like they were just like, "Oh, well, it is what it is, right?" Now what what happened with that was it it kind of in a sense stopped smaller companies or startups for ISPs to want to to start something because well there's really no Incentive, right? Because big companies aren't gonna, they're just gonna use the service, and obviously, there's no way you can compete against Comcast or AT&T or anything. So, in, in essence, it was it was kind of regulation for 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 a field in which, before net neutrality, there really wasn't any big mag, you know, uh, a big magnitude type uh, ordeal where, where like people were slowing shit down. Another thing that that like uh, people were saying was well, like, oh, well, what if they uh, they they make Hulu slower? Well, no, they're not gonna make Hulu slower. What they'll do is like you said, they're they're gonna have like, well, you want to pay a premium for this? Here, you gotta pay a little bit more, right? So that means that uh, because slowing something down, that's illegal. Like there's actually legal paperwork, that, you know, through the FCC and that stuff that that's been passed, laws that have been passed. That, that show that you can't do that, especially, especially uh, because that's that's completely not fair for you to slow some someone down. What you can do is just be like, okay, they'll, they'll be on normal speed since we own Netflix. We'll obviously speed up Netflix. So so the way people were making it seem, uh, and it's and it's really something that that with it seems like since. Trump has been in office. Everything is extreme. Like everything is—it's the end of the world. Everything is oh oh shit, it's over with. The internet is gonna die. Oh shit, it's over with. This law got passed. Sometimes you just gotta sit back and read about something. For example, I knew about—I knew that Obama had passed those laws. Did I know in detail? No. I sat down. I I I, you know, read about it. And got an idea and a gist of it. Saw the pros. Saw the cons. So like a con would be like what we were just talking about. Which is they slow someone down, right? Well, what would happen What would happen if you and I, uh, I start the, you know, the RX, you know, internet service. And then you have the K-Cartoon internet service, right? Uh, 
mm-hmm. you've been established and 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 uh, you're like fuck it, I'm gonna slow Netflix down, fuck them. And people, w- w- and obviously you have customers. What do you think those customers are gonna do if I come in and I'm like, oh well, you know, I'm not gonna do that. That's fucked up. Don't do that. Right, they're gonna jump ship. Exactly, which is which is something that people sometimes they don't sit and, and think about these things. You have a choice to have Comcast. You have a choice to have AT&T. You have a choice to have Verizon. You have a choice to have anything. So, so really, that that's the type of stuff and, and those type of price hikes that they were talking about, it's very unrealistic in a competitive world because you could lose customers, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. And, and I, I feel like this is pretty much economics 101, but it's, just, it's, it's sad because... I guess, you know, now the, the college curriculum is so leftist, they don't teach about, you know, business. And the reality is, is that competition breeds more convenience for the customer. That's that's really what it what it so so what essentially what you're doing is you're you're creating you're creating economic Darwinism with with uh, ISPs as opposed to oh economic um, in, in a way like economic socialism because is that why everything has to be treated the same no now and then another thing now it's not like that and another thing that a lot of people don't realize and this is very important is the FCC had a lot of regulations that that coincided with new technology so in essence, in essence, with net neutrality out of the window and you open the, the playing field for other smaller companies to get in the mix, you're also creating the opportunity for certain technologies that maybe a certain company is working on to, to speed things up or, 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 or to make things where like they're in smaller files so you're, you're, you lose, you're using less data, kind of like how that that thing that they were working on in uh, the first season of Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, that algorithm. Something like that where it's like a new technology where it's fast and it doesn't use as much uh, space. Now some company might come up with it and then they might become an ISP and then blow AT&T and Verizon out of the water and and now it's like they're cheaper or or at the same price but but way better than them. So a lot of times, you know, with, with opening the door for businesses to do what they need to do and to be able to grow at the end of the day, it benefits the customer because you're, you're the one that they're relying on to pay for it. It's just like in 2011 when, and, and this is like very highly documented. And I suggest that, you know, if you're interested, you, you guys can go look it up. In 2011, when the American car industry started getting a lot better, it's because they were doing real shitty for a long time. And the Japanese car industry was blowing them out of the water. And the American car industry was like, man, it, we need to be competitive. Yeah. We need to be competitive because we're losing customers. And sure enough, things have gotten better. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the point of all of this is, is you want to breed competition. Uh, 
I'm I, I, I'm really not that concerned about this. I'm really not that concerned no, about this. No, and then and then there was another uh, there was article saying that you know how is this gonna where people were reaching how how this is gonna affect the gay and lesbian community. What? Yeah, and how this but is gonna affect how? disenfranchised people. First of all, um, when 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 you kind of open the door for innovation and for different uh, that actually makes it better. Let me give you an example: the cabs. Um. It was well documented uh, uh, that that just well not documented. I just you just just take a cab. Somebody just take a cab, and then see how the customer service is there. It's completely different from Uber, Uber or Lyft. Um, the customer service is way better. Just the innovative, you know, like using a phone and just like clicking and someone just appearing. You know that created so many jobs for different people. Absolutely. And then not only that, there was there was an article I had read when Uber was was still new. How like and they actually even had commercials where they were promoting where like where like Uber and Lyft they'll pick up more people from bad neighborhoods just because there's so many people that work. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like someone that lives in that area, they know that area, they'll pick that person up. Right. You see, you see Uber and Lyft in neighborhoods where you never see cabs. Absolutely. And, and guess what? Why? Because because innovation w- was there and, and, and people just did and their guess own thing. what else it did, Uber and Lyft also drove down cab prices. Yeah. If you've noticed that, yeah. because there have been times where I've taken a, a Uber and I've taken a cab the same distance, and there have actually been times where the cab has come out cheaper. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's my point. Is is that innovation breeds better results for the customer so i don't think people should be as as worried as they are um i'm actually excited to kind of see what happens with this whole thing yeah um and plus i don't think it should have been that much of a surprise trump is very pro-business and this was a pro-business thing to do so i i'm you know because uh, you know the guy that 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 uh that set this whole thing in motion was appointed by trump yeah, uh, something pie. I forgot his first name. Exactly. Getting death threats, poor guy. So, yeah. so this is, we'll we'll see how this turns out. But that's just a little a little uh, lesson on net neutrality and our take on it. But um, moving on to the next thing, George Zimmerman in the news. He's in the news because Jay Z and the Weinstein Company. Well, I'm pretty sure they don't want that to be publicized that it's the Weinstein company but after all the after all that nonsense but yeah Jay-Z and the Weinstein company are currently producing I'm not sure if it's a documentary or documentary series but it's it's based on Trayvon Martin and it's supposed to be called Rest in Power and it's about Trayvon Martin and I guess the situation that happened with him getting shot and killed by George Zimmerman and so I guess from what I read, some producers reached out to George Zimmerman's parents, and he understandably was pretty upset about that. And so he said something that was probably not the probably not the smartest thing to say, but kind of understandable why one somebody would say that. Even though Complex, which is the the main source that I got the story from, doesn't agree, but obviously Complex is very leftist. And anti-George Zimmerman and very pro-Trayvon Martin. And they think that Trayvon Martin did nothing wrong in the situation where he was killed. Um, uh, he said, "He said I know how to handle people 
who fuck with me, I have since February 2012, which is when that situation chopped off. Jesus Christ. So, obviously, that's not the smartest thing to say, but he probably said it out of anger, and there you have it. Like, especially since... I, I... and 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 this is my oh so anyway before I get into it because I want to give I want to give my thoughts on on George Zimmerman but before I get into that uh, Jay uh, uh, I guess George Zimmerman knowing that that the producers and Jay Z are the ones behind the making of this he said something along the lines that he would feed Jay Z and the other the he's he didn't say Jay Z specifically he said I I'll feed the producers to alligators but since Jay Z happens to be a producer everybody is like oh he said he's gonna feed Jay Z to alligators. Now, whatever. Who cares about that part? Like, like that. That's fucking ridiculous. Crocodile hunter ass motherfucker. <laughs> but, but, but what's crazy about this? And this, and and this. These are my thoughts on George Zimmerman. I can kind of understand the anger because the court of law found you not guilty. If you have a fucking problem with me being a free man, and I'm speaking from the perspective of George Zimmerman. Take your gripes up with the, the the district attorney who charged me with first-degree murder when there was no way that I was going to get convicted of first-degree murder. Take it up with them because the case from day one, if you if you you hear the you 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 get the story that George Zimmerman was a, was a neighborhood watch guy. He uh, he sees Trayvon Martin, I guess, cutting through yards, or I, I don't remember the, all the exact details, but he pretty much sees Trayvon Martin doing something that he called into question. He calls the police. The police dispatcher says, stay in the car. He doesn't. He goes after him, which that was stupid. He should have listened to the police dispatcher. But whatever. He was trying to be a hero or whatever it was that he was trying to do. Super cop. <laughs> At the end of the day, he still didn't break the law because you don't just because a police dispatcher says you have to stay in the car or should stay in the car doesn't mean that you have to. So no law is broken right there. He goes, he approaches George, he approaches Trayvon Martin, and then from what he says and from witness testimony, he was attacked. And and Trayvon Martin was on top of him. And then he apparently he was reaching for the, his gun, which he had the right to carry the gun. And he shot him. If that is indeed what happened, George Zimmerman was totally justified. Now, granted, we don't know what really took place because the one eyewitness that they had, it was a very faulty eyewitness. So pretty much all you have is George Zimmerman's testimony because Trayvon Martin is dead, so he can't speak for himself. Yeah. The star, the lead witness for, for the prosecution was some... I don't know if you remember her, that, that chick, she looked like Precious. Like, yeah, she was yeah, that yeah. big chick. She was the star the star witness, and she did horrible on the stand. Oh, the, 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 the defense ate her alive. So why, when you, when you have all these details, why are you blaming this man for getting off when at the end of the day, the, the prosecution did a horrible job? Like, yeah. so I understand, like, his anger. It's like, dude... I, I had my day in court. I was tried. I was found not guilty. That's the way this country works. Leave me the fuck alone. You yeah, know what I'm be, saying? Yeah. You know, and, and so and so all these people that 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 talk about him 
and all of that. Like, okay, I get maybe like why why you feel the way that you feel because for some strange reason you think you know more about the situation than any of the rest of us do. Because <laughs> I don't know what happened. So, do you know what happened? No, you don't know what happened. So, so why are you like so quick to pass judgment? But even aside from all of that, the man had his day in court and he won. It's over with. It's yeah. over with. So like the, the the hatred and the constant, oh, we're going to make a documentary about it and, and, and we need to expose this. Trayvon Martin, rest in power. This, this was an injustice. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because according to the court of law, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. So... It just makes a lot of people make look real ignorant when they pursue a cause that at this point is is unprovable and the time has passed. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like it's a recent thing and, and the emotions are are, you know, still heated. It's like this is this is past and uh and it's just like you said, he was tried and 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 what what can you do? The decisions were made. Uh the the crime that he was tried for was just why would you pick that when you know you know like how, how shit works um and what do you do i mean now as far as his comments just not very smart just shut the fuck up you know like no one really likes you you know and uh that's probably not good for you anyway your life has been ruined as as it is because i'm sure being him and like the bad publicity you know, if someone recognizes him at the mall or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff that he deals with that he probably hates. And, and that's where, like you said, the emotion came from yeah. in that situation. But just be smart it, about it. Because if you're getting, yeah, you got to be smart about it. But it's one of those things that if you're constantly being fucked with everywhere you go yeah. all the time, I mean, you're going to naturally breed some level of animosity towards these people that are, are, are bothering you. And you're naturally going to see somebody who's making a documentary about something that happened so long ago and that you were found not guilty of as an enemy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's, uh, that's pretty much where that is. Moving on to our last subject, Eminem, Revival. I was disappointed. Let me just put that out there. Um, I, I saw that Neil... Uh, out of nowhere like text about it I, w I really what I wanted to ask him before even like engaging and texting back and forth about the Eminem album is I was gonna ask him oh your wife lets you listen to rap music yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, that's an inside joke because like our friend Neil he's been MIA so it's just funny because just out of nowhere he texts us today in a group text randomly we're happy that, you're alive about the Eminem album <laughs> and and more than like wanting to talk to the Eminem about the Eminem albums, wanting to be like where the fuck you been, and you know your I guess your wife lets you listen to rap now because <laughs> 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 big baby, what the fuck? But uh, what are where your you thoughts? Been? What are your thoughts on the album? Uh highly disappointed. Uh, sad, really, because you know growing up that was my favorite rap artist, and uh, it was really not debatable to me. Well, you know, it's always debatable, especially when it comes to stuff like music. Some people like you, some people don't, right? But in my point of view, even even with the Marshall Mathers LP2, which which also lacked a little bit, um, Eminem was pretty much 
in my era, the best, you know, and what I mean by my era is as my high school years, the, the rappers that were big at that time and, you know, some of my college years, you know, pretty much number one as far as, you know, just everything. Um, and this album makes it very uh, hard to say that, especially when you have guys like Jay-Z still making albums, 444, which was really good. I'm happy it got a Grammy nominated. Um, was it Jay-Z's best album? No. But he stayed true to who he is. I felt that this album, uh, Eminem tried certain things that, that I didn't expect him to try, like try to rap on, on trap beats and, you know, you know, try and stay contemporary, which it wasn't like, like horrible, but it just didn't suit him. I felt that, you know, you've, you're already an established artist. Like, you don't need to get any new listeners. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. Like, people are going to buy your albums. Your fans are going to buy your albums. So, so a, lot of, uh, a lot of those songs to me felt like filler. And, like, a lot of those pop features, which we talked about uh, uh, with, with Cruz on his podcast. Um, uh, even Donnell mentioned, like, ex-ambassadors and, and you know... Uh, Beyonce and Ed Sheeran is like is kind of recovery type pop sound and and for the most part it didn't work. The Alicia Key song horrendous. I hate that song so bad. So cheesy, so not him. Just not not even tackled the subject matter in a way that I would want to listen to it. At least untouchable um whether you agree with it or not had some sort of like Eminem flair to it and even that was bad. Um, the best pop song was, uh, I forgot the, the name of the song. It was with Kalani, I want to say. That oh, was Nowhere the Fast. Nowhere Fast, yeah. That was yeah, the that was amongst one, one of the better songs. There's actually, there's only like three good songs on that album. Yeah. Like solid songs. Three, yeah, three uh, really good songs. I would say like five, five songs that are listenable and yeah, you'll be okay. Even if you don't like 100% love it, you'll be like, okay. But uh, it's bad when it's a 19-track album. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't even think that it, there. I wouldn't. I can't even say that there's five like, uh, like good songs. Like, you know, hook, verses, beat, everything. Cause um, I, I liked "Remind Me." That was a really good song. Um, I liked "Nowhere Fast." I thought it was a misstep by not rapping to the revival interlude beat. I think that would have that could have really been something. That was great. Um, yeah, that's it. Everything else, like I had, I had like gripes, but there's some stuff that 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 that's okay, but but that was good. That's it. Uh, the 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 offended song. The hook is horrible. It's an awful hook. Like offended. How he. How he raps on it is is like he does some cool stuff like, like but the hook is awful like everything. Oh, I, I actually like the hook on that one. Everything everything that 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 the verses are like the hook totally like takes it away. Um, what else? What else? The intro, "Walk on Water." I mean, I didn't like that Song. as a, as a, as a, a single anyway. But like for it to be the intro was really disappointing. Yeah, it was just a disappointing album. Like I, I, I think. Uh, in your head was was kind of reminiscent of I don't know if you heard it in your head with uh, 
uh, what the hell is uh, I forgot the the artist's name, but it's the hook is sampled. Yeah, the the cranberry zombies. Yeah, the cranberry yeah zombies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I felt that was like Eminem show, but not as good as the Eminem show. But it was I like I like that one. That was like a, a like yeah. the beat. I really liked the beat of that. Like the way they they broke that down. Um, then uh, the last two were were good. I like those. Were they great? No. And then um, there was there was another one that I want to say. But overall, it was just. Uh, it left a lot to to be wanted, and also, nineteen tracks, like like you could tell one thing from that album is that he's run out of things to say, so make a ten track, potent album, where you don't have to talk about the whole world, you know, and 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 focus on like the but, sound but of I, it. But I feel like he didn't even talk about the whole world. It, I I felt like it was like, a lot a lot of what he talked about was just like repetitive like trite uh subject matter then he didn't tackle a lot of things that that could have been tackled in society which we talked about before i think he's just too scared to do nowadays because there's a lot for a guy like eminem to talk about but i don't think he has the willingness to talk about it so it's not that he doesn't have anything to talk about it it's just He's run out of things that he's willing to talk about. Yeah. And, but, but you see, you could pull out 10 of those songs and focus, like, really, like, focus on the on the craft of, 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 of you know, the music. And, and, like, for example, the ex-ambassador song. You even said it. Like, the subject matter was good. What he was talking about was good. But poor, poor execution. Yeah. So that, that could have been a good song. Offended could have been a good song. Had had he put a little bit more time into it, you know, a uh, better direction to it, and that could have been that could have been good. Remind me was great. Um, the outro I felt could have been a little bit better, but it was good. But it could have been, you know, like it's it's those things that you could touch up when yeah. when you know you know you don't have much to talk about. So let's you know, Jay Z did that. What was it? Nine, ten tracks? Yeah. But everything had like a, a message to it and, and it kind of flowed, you know, like this is what I'm on, you know. The last, I mean, the whole the whole album had like so many gems as, as, as a young man, you know, uh, listening to it and, and him talking about, you know, you know, investing and and, you know, like fucking why are you using money in strip clubs when you could be, uh, you know, building your credit? Yeah. Your last song was called Legacy. You know, then you had like, you know, those classic Jay-Z type sounds. You know, it was it was a good it was a good mixture. It was a a short album, but it got the point across. And obviously that's why it got recognized. And and then when when Jay-Z touched, you know, I guess whenever he touched on that album, socially conscious material. Although, like, maybe parts of it, you know, I don't, like, I, I, I disagree with, like, like from, like, an ideological standpoint. It still was, like, him. There's, like, there's stuff that Eminem is doing on this album, like, ideologically, that it seems forced. Forced and overbearing. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's time for him to hang it up. I don't think, uh, I don't think it'd probably be a good idea to, uh. 
to make another album if it's gonna be like this. If I was him, like I, I would, I would have, I would do one more go at it, you know, like a goodbye album, like an album knowing that this is gonna be the last, and like let it be no holds barred, and then see what he has, and then after that, that's it because since relapse, he's been on the decline. Okay, I could see, I could, I could see somebody making an argument that recovery was better than relapse. I don't think so. I like relapse better. But but recovery was was even though it was more poppy and a lot more commercial sounding, it was still quality. Quality yeah. tracks. Yeah. It was it was well written. And it was a resurgence this career too. Michael uh, Michael Marshall Mathers LP2 had enormous potential to it like like for instance the like the 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 bad guy track the the which was the intro yeah i like that i thought it could have been done better but but i i liked where the 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 mindset was at with that yeah rap god arguably like one of his best songs arguably like his best rap performance ever you know what i'm saying and as a song, arguably one of the best. So there was a lot of things on that that showed that Eminem was still great. It just wasn't as fine-tuned. Yeah. And this, even the songs where he just kind of reminisced, you know, it was kind of like funny because it's like, damn, you're old now. You know what I'm saying? Like where he was talking about someone spitting on his uh, uh, hamburger or something like that. Uh-huh. You know, I thought that was like funny. And, and it was kind of like a look back. Like, damn, dude, like it's been a while. Shit. You've been on top for a while, so so it was it was not a, an album that you would you would be disappointed in, in the sense that you know he still delivered, like you said, you still have rap guy in there, you still have the intro, the outro was pretty decent too. This was terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll see what what we have in store for him or what he has in store for us. <laughs> so, if you guys uh, have heard the album, let us know your thoughts. You know, you could comment, rate, subscribe. All that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging Waves. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Waves. We have so much coming out. It's crazy. We got a new song coming out. We got a little documentary coming out about the making of the video and the song that's coming out. We got a lot coming out. Yeah. A lot a lot is going on, so stay tuned. We might go crazy and deliver it when this episode comes out. You never know. We might just do that. We might just do that. <laughs> Um, our way of, of making up for the, the lack of quality for this episode. No, I don't think the quality is going to be that bad. It's Not in it, subject matter, at least. It's not going to it's not gonna be as good as we're used to, but the quality is still going to be uh, uh, good, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, so um, make, sure, make sure you guys stay tuned. Share this episode if you think somebody, if we're talking about something that you think somebody will like, share it with them. Follow us on social media. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace.